Trying to save your souls from damnation So if you down with the message Tune in every week It will lead you to the message that you seek Uh What's up, y'all? Welcome to the Real World Season 6. Shout out to everybody that's been watching. Shout out to everybody that's been supporting. Shout out to everybody that watched last week's episode. We did 71,000 views on that episode. That's the that's the most we ever had. And that pushes us to over 3 million total views um, between the YouTube, the Facebook, and um, and everything else. We have over 3 million views. Um, so we thank you all for supporting. We thank you all for helping us to get this far so far. And also shout out to the Brick Network. Um, we met a couple of the workers at the Brick Network. They they said that the show will be popping on the network. So shout out to the Brick Network. We on TV every Thursday, um, at 1 p.m., 4 p.m., and 12 noon. So check us out at 12 noon, 1 a.m., and 4 p.m. every Tuesday and Thursday, Fridays, the reruns. Also check us out on YouTube, the Real World TV One Word. That's the Real World TV One Word. On YouTube, the real at the Real Word Ministries Inc. On Instagram, at the Real Word Ministries Inc. On Instagram, and the Real Word Podcast on Spotify, SoundCloud, Apple, and Pandora. So you can check us out every day, everywhere. <laughs> everywhere. So I'm here with my co-host. Introduce yourself. Ready, most the one and only AI in the building. Add me on Instagram, Ace Urban Eleven. No Eleven. No bueno. <laughs> this is your boy, the man, Crown Heights, Tom Hagen. Salute to each and every one of y'all. Much love. One and only man. So shout out to shout shout. We also got a very special guest in the building. He's here for the first time. Introduce yourself, gentlemen. Uh, see, I got y'all own stuff going. I got to have my own stuff. <laughs> 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 What's up, family? It's your boy, your son, nephew, Burvy. And I'm here with the boys. My first time. My son, Rick. Thank you, man, for having me, bro. And I appreciate you, bro. Yeah, man. No problem. No problem. Yeah. So we thank all you for being here today. Um, there's a couple hot topics that is going on right now. I guess the biggest elephant in the room is the second um, impeachment on Donald Trump. So what you guys think about that, first of all? It's a waste of time or? Yeah, it's a waste of time. Bro. I'm not surprised. <laughs> I think you know, tomorrow? I mean, today's what, to the 17th or 18th? Uh, to, yeah, to, I think today's the 17th. Yeah. So a lot of people- the 18th, two more days. If, okay. they was, if they was gonna get rid of Donald Trump when he first got impeached, why they get they get rid of him? Because of the mere fact that the 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 majority of of the I think believe the the Senate is Republicans. That's pretty much just what it is. Okay. Just because my boys are dawn, <laughs> the golden dawn. Yeah. <laughs> so besides that, I'm, I'm gonna take the other dawn. They're preparing for a lot of violence coming at not only the state capital but all state capitals. Um, we see a lot of um, police, military, 
and they're all in their right gear preparing. I guess because the last time they fumbled the ball so bad that they got to act like they prepared this time. What do you guys think about that? Do you think it really is going to be an all-out war that they claim that's coming on the inauguration day, or you think it's all BS? That's really going to happen. Me personally, I think like you know, I think like they doing this all for show. You feel me? Because I know like they have this system where they like to create, they like to create the chaos. Mm -hmm. So it's like they give you a story. You, you know, like how when rumors go around, mm -hmm. you spread a you spread a rumor, then you hear somebody say this about you. Mm -hmm. It could be true or false, but they got you riled up, so you could create an action. And then once you create that action, and then what would happen? You most likely get suspended, right? Mm -hmm. So I feel like it's something like that. And that's mainly because a lot of people, they operate based on emotion. Yeah. And they operate based on fear. Yeah, so they have a psychological war. Oh, so you guys think they're like looking for attention or something? I don't yeah. think so. A police officer got killed. I think it's like You know what I'm saying? A police officer got killed. It's that, that's not even like, that's not even like, that's something serious that happened. People's lives were threatened. Yeah, but People got though, hurt. You, you, talk, you talk about police. I, I'm, I'm, I'm talking about in regards to the Capitol, the situation, what happened to the Capitol. Talk about like, we're not even dealing with black, black guys, we're talking about what happened in the Capitol. Mm -hmm. So basically in regards to that situation. Police got their own academy that, too. I, I, I I'm just saying my piece, bro. I'm just saying my piece. No, I'm, I'm just saying your You know what I'm saying? Just you know gonna saying? finish your story and then you can Just finish my thought, bro. <laughs> so the thing is that, in regards to that, like, you know what I'm saying, people, um, those are real people who came in, people felt threatened, people felt that their lives were in danger, white supremacy is the problem, white supremacy is the root, and that's what it is. And from the time Trump has been president, there's been a lot of reckless things that he's been saying, a lot of reckless things that he's been doing, and he's been just stemming, stemming, pushing the fire, pushing the fire, pushing the fire, pushing the fire. Yeah. You know, there's things that, you know, he's done good for, for people, and I'm not getting that because they're people who like Trump. You know what I'm saying? But there's things that he's been doing very reckless, out of touch, very disrespectful, coming at people's faces and just crossing the line, crossing the line, crossing the line, crossing the line. And I know for a fact that if Barack Obama did what he did, that situation would have been handled quick. But because that, he's a white man, it is what I, it is. I don't, I don't think that Obama would have that level of power. That was his job to. What you mean? As in like, every president that gets elected, because what, what, what do we say about politics? In politics... Everything happens for a reason. I said, all of this happened way before we was born. So everything was basically written before we was born of what was going to happen. So I don't, so like for every president, like they know, just like how, well, the election day, right? We all know presidents get elected way ahead of time. We, the American people, you see it on TV the day of the election. But we all know they both, Everybody that go up on that stage, they do their whole talk back and forth. They already know who win. They all know. But they all get paid to do a job. And they get paid well, so they keep their mouth shut. Mm. So if you get paid, because that's how it really works. So y'all honestly felt that <laughs> the vibe that I got from last year's election was hey, Trump, Trump, Trump was, Trump was going to win. I mean, to each his own, you know what I'm saying? It did look like Trump went and then mad, mad states flipped. They flipped in the middle of the night. This, this was the longest election that I've personally ever seen in my lifetime. And this is the first time I've seen states flip. Like where it was almost done at 90-something percent. And they flipped red to blue. So like... Yeah, people was just tired. It's a new world order. Well, I don't know. Some people are saying it's voter fraud. Some people say that's cap.
I personally think that I, I think it's deeper than white supremacy. I don't think all those people that marched down was all white supremacists because there were black people amongst that crowd too. That was indoctrinated. No, I, I, I wouldn't say that. I feel, like, I feel like they see it from their perspective, and yeah. and it is possible for one person to be for for a person to be right and another person to be wrong at the same time about the same subject, depending on their perspective of it and who believes that. Meaning, I could be completely wrong, but if a hundred people believe me, then they're gonna believe I'm right. No, you're right. And we see that through our history. Perfect example: Adolf Hitler. Millions of people followed him. Yeah, over a hundred, close to a hundred thousand, a couple, but, but the, a couple but the, thousand. But, the, the, but the signs were the signs were the signs were out there. Just that people felt to ignore and people felt to to really um, speak against it. You know what I'm saying? Um, like I said, man, I didn't vote for Donald Trump. <laughs> That's not my guy. That's not my president. So who you was voting? I wanted Bernie to win, and I think I said my stance many times. Who was your reason? I just said my stance many times. This is that for me? Just what this? This is how I feel. You, we may feel different. That's how everybody feel. It, but for me, that's what I feel. You know what I'm saying? So you felt I just the burn. I just like the way he's. <laughs> I like this. I just like what you he feel represents. Like you would have been different. And what he does is just my personal opinion. You that, feel like he would have been the actual. I just Obama? felt just different. I just, I just, I just based on what he's done, just laws that he has signed. That's just my personal opinion. That's so why do you think he has that Biden doesn't have? Well, because you know Biden has history. You know Biden has done things that that has been off. Um, in regards to in, incarcerating, um, you you say something because I don't want to cut you off, bro. No, nah, I was just you gonna know say what I'm saying? Name, name, name some yeah. stuff he did. You know what I'm saying? I'm talking about like in regards to um, the crime bill, the crime bill that was off and everything like that, and certain comments. And that he, was he off is as racist. Well too, you feel me? You don't. If you don't vote for me, then you ain't black. You remember that? Yeah, I understand. I understand. You feel me? It's a less of two evils. But like I said, me personally, I feel more comfortable with with Why my body, and I just feel like, excuse me, aren't you black? Yes, I am black, and I didn't vote for Trump, but that's just my personal opinion, bro. Like how you have your own black. personal opinion. Everybody black. has everybody has their opinions. It's okay. <laughs> everybody got their opinions, bro. Yeah. Right? I'm good. I'm good. Yeah, yeah bro. So, yeah, bro. Yeah, bro. It's just, yeah, for me. So, the thing is, at the end of the day, like, for me, it's just my personal Conviction on how I feel, you know what I'm saying, based yeah, on what you know, you know what I'm saying, it's his own. Like the people who are racist, that's their opinion. That's how they feel. You know what I'm saying? It is what it is. But do you guys really think that it's going to be anarchy? Yeah, I don't think country? so. I think a lot of people. I think I think people who will try, they're going to get aside. They're going to get killed. Let them, let them try. I feel like it's going down somehow. Like yeah, regardless, they, they're gonna get hit because they doubled up the army, right? Yeah, the fact, military inside the capital. Twenty thousand. So it, it, it might happen. You know, things are just gonna go. You know, they're gonna go left. Mm -hmm. They army been prepared though. Yeah. They just waiting you for me to make the move first. Yeah. So it's like they create the chaos. Then you know the people. If you react. You react the wrong way, it rubs your skin the wrong way. Now you go out, buy a gun, start shooting. What happens? Military, they come in. Yeah, but when they started, they took it easy on them, though. They did take it yeah. easy on them. They're not trying to do white on white crime, bro. Makes bro, but, that, but, that's, but that's the situation. That's what happened, occurred. A, a, a large amount of white people stormed inside the Capitol, mm -hmm. which is footage and there's evidence that they came inside trying to do what they can to assassinate or to hurt or to injure political figures because they was making a vote on basically um, 
stamping the approval that Joe Biden was going to win when there was evidence that he was going to win regardless. It yeah. is what it is. It, it is what it is, bro. You feel me? Like, we got to let, we got to put it for me. Came mocking, doing stupid things, you know, breaking all that. It was the majority was white people, white supremacists or white terrorists who was doing that. And that's the evidence that the, and that's the, and that's what it is, bro. Like, it wasn't Black Lives Matter. It wasn't black socialists. It was white crackers who was doing that. That's what it is, bro. You know what I'm but, saying? But, That's but what I, I got a question for you, man. So you said that crackers came inside. Mm -hmm. Now, we all been to Washington, D.C. at least once. I have been. Yeah, I've been. Let's just say, really. Right. <laughs> we haven't all been, but a lot of people have. And me, I know personally, I've been to Washington, D.C. at least like twice. Probably three times. I don't know which one. But I know I've been there twice at least. We've been on trips and all that. I've been to the Capitol and all that. I know the the Capitol, anything around the White House, I know that like their security is very tight. Uh -huh. So it's like the everybody that be coming to the White House to visit and all that, like all the different parts, it's very hard for you to do certain things. It was like, in the White House that was attacked, bro. It was yeah, the Capitol. It was in the White House, it's yeah. the Capitol, but yeah. I don't think I don't think the capital security that soft. That's what I'm basically trying to say. <laughs> I think that it's I think that who do you work for? I think they for the United States government. I think they expect know, to, because you know people can protest. I think they expect. There's yeah, no fence know. around the Capitol because the yeah. Capitol is supposed to be like that. Me personally, there doesn't have to be no fence. I know if you work for the United States government and you work for them, security is tight. I think that if things happen, if things happen, it's because some. Me personally, I know their security tight. So if they, if people are just randomly, a hundreds of group of people could just randomly just pull up, that sounds like. Fishy so like some kind of like inside call, inside yeah, job. Yeah, like inside well, job. It's not fishy to me. The like. FBI already said it was an inside job. For real. The FBI said that um a, a couple days, days a couple days earlier there were um Congress people that was leading private tours and showing people where certain offices and rooms yeah, were. Yeah, the evidence right in the footage so like yeah. it's all made for script. So it's like they just like how you just said or. It was white hackers that just pull up. It's like white supremacy. They wrote the script pretty well. You feel what I'm trying to say? It's probably gonna be a movie about this one day, right? Mm -hmm. It's like it's the psychological warfare they play. They're like, all right, we gonna put this in the script. The white crackers, and we know what what you gonna do to black. You gonna you gonna get emotional, get your feelings, and then what you gonna do? Instead of actually trying to do right, help, you just go back out the gun. And then you start shooting and all that, and then what happens? You get locked up. We're gonna have a two-year movie script written from 2020 to 2021. <laughs> I wouldn't call. I wouldn't call it the purge, but maybe it's not gonna be a documentary. <laughs> it's gonna be a pre-purge. I know it's not gonna be no documentary. It's like 2020 happened. We ain't seen nothing real crazy yet. Oh, man. Man. Like I said, it's not our fight, man. It is what it is. <laughs> Just like my Haitian folks, I'm going to hate it. Mm. It's deep. <laughs> I mean, all of this is depopulation, though, man. So let me ask you guys a question, right? Besides all that, because we see the trickle-down effect. Just like how it affected kids in school, um, who's going to grow up no, no, knowing only remote learning. It's affect people in jobs. A lot of people are working remotely. A lot of people lost jobs. Um, but us being in a room, um, being religious, it has affected church, obviously. And it's not only has affected churches, also affected 
um, the youth, the church members, um, a lot of them was, are losing faith. Well, they were already losing faith in the church, already losing faith in the pastor, already losing faith. Some never really and had faith. Some never <laughs> really had faith. They <laughs> were like their childhood. So, we see a lot of people, you know, in a sense fell off. A lot of people's faith was tested and, you know, a lot of people unfortunately didn't pass the test. Um, so, you guys, speaking from a youth or a young adult point of view, how do you, how has this situation in the last year affected you personally or um, your viewpoint on church and religion? Let's start with one person at a time and start with you. All right. <clears throat> well, I'll start like this. I've, I grew up in church, born and raised, you know, as the even, if you want to put that out there. So, you know, I've been a Christian my whole life. And all these things, even myself, I got to the point where, like, I'll be honest and say I lost faith. You know, somehow, I was like, man, like, what's going on? But it really, I had to take the time and be like, I got to make a difference, you know. I got to, like, pick myself up and really go to God and be like, okay, God, what are you going to do about this? What's the situation? Now, even if I don't see it being solved, now God has, in fact, increased my faith. Yeah. You know, and allowing me to actually say, okay, you know, I'll continue to trust and help people out. Mm -hmm. Like, it's been a very traumatic um, experience. Yeah, it's been really tough, but, mm -hmm. yeah. I mean, for me, you know, it didn't really, it didn't really change my perspective because I mean, like, I like I said, like I left college probably like, I think like twenty one. So then when I left college, that's when I really started studying the Bible and stuff. You know? So it's like it didn't really make me lose more faith in the church or looking at it in a different view because I always personally felt like. From being from growing up in the SDA, like from the church, from going to church and all that stuff, I always felt like the devil was always mainly in the church. That's where it always started for me, like, cause I ain't gonna say nothing, but I know I've seen things with my eyes, hear things, know some truths, and I'd be like, yeah, the devil's really in the church. I don't really be surprised, but at the same time. When people realize that that was in the church, that's what make them, you know, lose faith and feel like, oh, this is all BS, this is all for show. So, I mean, for me, did I really lose faith? Nah, I wouldn't say I lost faith. It, it for me, it just like completes every. It it just it's just basically showing that everything I've studied before this whole COVID and all that stuff. It just shows that everything I study is true. So it's like, when I speak on things, I just tell people like, ah, you don't gotta believe me, but when it happened, I'm gonna just tell you I told you so. You feel me? So it's like, this is not all a surprise to me because I study on things like this. So things are unfolding right now. <laughs> yeah, that's basically what it is for me. It's just like, oh shit, oh, oh, oh my bad. So it's like, all the things I've studied is just like, wow. It's like I'm reading ahead of time before it happens. So it's like if people, uh, if others, if the, the people that read reads about it and they will know things that will happen ahead ahead of time, it wouldn't be a surprise to them. But you know, people that don't do their studies and stuff, they they be like, oh my god, they they might freak out, act like, oh my god, the world's ending. All that's like, no, it's not. We're not even near that part yet. We are, but it's not there yet. Just a little taste. Yeah, just a little taste. <laughs> and it's showing that a lot of people 
It's not mm. built for this. Mm. What do you think, Pastor? Man, accountability is key. I think um, the reason why a lot of people lost their faith in church is because people were not accountable for each other and not holding down each other. You know, church is more than just coming to a building. Mm-hmm. We are the church, and you know, unfortunately, um, it makes you un- makes you wonder what is the remnant, what is not the remnant. You know, shout out to every pastor and every church. Um, that is not of the den- that that is not of the Seven Avenues den- denomination that actually stepped their game up, that actually held people down. You know, a lot of good pastors out here, Sunday pastors, really held it down for a lot of people. Made sure that people had groceries. You know what I'm saying? Food to eat, pay for people's rent, looked out for people. A lot of churches really held people down. Um, and shout out to us, uh, a few SDA churches who actually held it down too. You know, check up on their members, call their members. And for those who did it, I don't know what to tell you, bro. Like, you can't train a mature adult who call himself a Christian how to love or how to be loyal. You can't. You just can't. It got to just be within. You know what I'm saying? And a lot of factors deals with the relationship with, their relationship with God. Because if you don't love yourself, you don't love God, how do you expect a person to love you and, and to treat you the way they would want to be treated when they don't even value themselves? So shout out to every pastor every church that has given back to the community. And I remembered, um, I think November, yeah, it was November. November, I went down and I want to shout out um, Dr. Carlton Bird. Um, prior before COVID, he would always um, give groceries, a thousand families, groceries to families who are in need. And he doubled it, you know, with Jamal Bryant too, he doubled it as well too. So shout out to every pastor, every leader, every youth director, who have done their part in regards to reaching out to people in the community and edified people in the church. And those who don't, I don't know what to tell you. There's people who, are not, who will not come to that church anymore because at the end of the day, a church is, is a body of people who comes together, build each other, support each other, encourage each other. Those who are about the work, praise God. Like people, It's going gonna, gonna to be doubled. People's gonna have more members I, 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 at their I, I, church. I, 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 you said your piece. Can I say my piece? All right, just finish. you feel me? I'm just saying my piece. Yeah, like tell them, bro. Like go ahead. Doing just this. finish so, and then I'll yeah. go and then he So go. the thing is that you feel me? Like that's what that's what that's what it's about. It's about coming together, building each other, encouraging each other, supporting each other, loving each other. That's what it's about. Have your faith been tested? No, my test has been um been um solidified. Mm-hmm. It is what it is. The Bible has told us told us numerous times what was going to happen, this was going to happen, has been warned, and it's been more solidified of what needs to be done, and that is to get back and um, spread love to the community. Mm-hmm. For me, honestly, I could say that it did. It has affected me in many ways. Um, in regards to my faith on a personal level, like last year, um, I lost my grandmother. She died, and you know, even during quarantine, the way things were at, at her funeral, the way people were behaving, as in like people came to the funeral, but no one wanted you to touch them or wanted to be too close. They even let us get out the car to like throw um, roses or dirt on the casket. And you know, it was just a long year, you know, we had to keep the kids inside for a little bit and was able to take them to the park and you know, a lot of different things. Um, church being closed, did impact me personally a lot because um, I personally grew up in the church and been in the church for so long. And then on top of that, um, just overall, the, the 
Church for me was always like a reset button. Like during the week when I'm going through all the stuff, different hardships, I'm able to go to church and just relax mm -hmm. and recharge for the week. And it got to a point where I didn't want to preach anymore, but then churches kept calling me to preach. And then I kept getting calls, I kept getting calls, I kept getting calls. And it got to a point where sometimes, even your church, they, they called me last year too, right? Yeah, yeah. My yeah. Called you, yeah. And, and I said it before I, I said the sermon. I said, I didn't start working on the sermon till the night before. <laughs> because sometimes when people call me for to preach, most of the time, like I want to say no, but I don't want to cast my pearls to the swine. Like I don't want to bury my talents and then say no. And then there's there's so much impact I could do by just lending my voice, you know, giving on the word and applying the word to real life. So that's why whenever I'm invited, I never say no. Like I always show up and I do my my best. But it's like sometimes I feel like I'm standing on one leg and I and I'm still trying to stand just because of what I feel like I stand for at this point, you know, and so much people folded where it's to the point where, damn, like I have no choice but to stand up, you know, and I wrote it on the Facebook po on the Facebook Instagram post where I'm standing with my back against the wall and I said even if I'm the only one still standing here I'm still gonna stand up because if you if you don't stand for for something you you'll fall for anything and for the last five and a half years going on six years I've been in this ministry like has it gotten hard yes like me being a youth leader for the last five and a half years I've seen the youth fall off I've seen the youth fall back I've seen the disappearance of youth I know a lot of people going through personal things and and their homes and their families like a lot of people moved away to different states to different countries a lot of a lot of things are going on like people that didn't have secure jobs or whatever that they had prior to this like they're suffering you know and some people like even if they're not suffering financially they might be suffering emotionally some people are not suffering emotionally they're suffering mentally some people suffering spiritually there's a lot of different things that people are going through sometimes just to wake up and go outside and you see everyone wear a mask on it's weird like the other day i was at work and my daughter called me facetime and i had a mask on she goes <laughs> and i'm like like you know like this is not I know it's bugging out the kids, you know, because even me as an adult, it bugs me out. Yeah, for sure. And imagine you being told your whole life, yeah, Jesus is there, Jesus is coming, um, God is there, God is looking after us, and then you look out the window and you see all of this, and you start to question, where is God? And I preached this in my sermon last week, last Saturday, and I said that for me, being someone that's so involved in church, you know, on a local level, on an executive level, on a conference level, and even having my own ministry, like, and I said this in an interview I did recently, like, I feel like giving up every day. Like, I'm not going to sit out here and, and say, like, it's been easy. Um, it's been a walk in the park. Oh, this is great. I love it. Like, no. <laughs> Jesus Christ said it. Be weary. Um, when they said, Let's, let us follow you, like, we want to follow you, he said, be weary. For the fowls of the air have nests and the fox of the ground have holes, but the Son of God has no place to lay his head. Like, it was never an easy journey to choose to be a Christian or to follow God. Just look at the lives of everyone that chose to follow God. They had it the hardest. <laughs> the hardest. 
So it's like this is what you signed up for. Like this is what not this is what you signed up for. This is what you was chosen to do. Yeah. So it's like okay. So that's that's how I see my calling. That I was chosen to do this, and it's like. I can't I can't negotiate with God on what I have to do according to his will. So even when I pray, I said, may his will be done. You know, if it be thy will, not mine's but his, because you know it's it's real out here. See, even myself in May, I think late May, early no, late April, early May, I lost three people. Like three of my family members, like cousins and uncles. Oh, to COVID. Well, you, you had to go to COVID, but they had like previous medical histories. Mm -hmm. But you know, they caught COVID, which you know kind of targeted um, their sickness, what okay. they were dealing with. But like, I'm a youth leader. I'm someone who's very active in church, and like he said, even you know conference. I'm a coordinator with the coordinator conference. Yeah. Now I look at it. I'm like, man, this has been a really rough year, and it, it was so bad that I wrote a poem, and I like those curses in it and everything. Yeah. And I'm like this is how I feel right now like I don't I'm, I don't feel like that guy that's like behind that pulpit preaching that yeah. gets called I, I'm not feeling that guy right now yeah. and which also reminds me like when Jesus um, had that miracle um, at the wedding when they're, they're like Jesus was there but somehow 30 years before that they met Jesus but he was there they did not recognize who he was because at this moment they were going through some really um, tough moment because the wine was out um, um, had ran out. That's a fact. You know, so with all that, I felt like my wine had ran out. I felt like Jesus was not there, even yeah. when I called, like, like yeah. he was sitting there laughing at me. Mm -hmm. you no, know? but again, I had to regain courage and say, "Yo, okay, yeah. the battle's not over." That's a fact. You no, know, this were they they're gone. Now it's my time to either continue legacy or continue to uh, yeah. just keep on pushing. That's right. Yeah, that's right. So what can we do to not only help ourselves but help others who whose faith is dwindling at this time? What can we do as leaders? Because we all here leaders to some degree. Yeah. We we could all start off by saying each each day you wake up, that's a new opportunity to make changes. You feel me? So that's step one we could start off with. Man, I think consistency is key, man. Gotta just be consistent. I think what you're doing is is phenomenal. Like I said, man, shout out to all the leaders, you know, who are really out here, really in the trenches, really building people. I think consistency is key. I think um no, I know consistency is key. Um being a man of your word and just staying true to to who God has called you to be. That's that's the best thing that you need to do, you know? Especially in these times, because it's it's real out here, man. It's really real out here. So that's how I look at it. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Because last year taught you a lot. You know, last year taught you, you know, these, you know, when, when COVID hit, you know, from, you know, Kobe dying in January, Pop Smoke dying in February, exactly on my, on my birthday. Then March, this thing happened. Um, it's taught you, you know, it's to, well, what it's taught me is people's go, the people that's going to be in your life is going to be in your life. And those who don't, they're not and you know be grateful for those who are taking the time to really look out for you and make sure that you're good and last year was 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 um was a wonderful lesson in regards in regards for those who was in my life being there for me and just losing my best friend from gun violence who got killed by his wife is just it's just you know just a, Macho. means a lot so you know so got to be grateful for the people that's been in your life and don't take them for granted yeah, you know you think in life happens for a reason so I don't think 
you know, like how when we all be feeling like we missing out on something, I don't think we ever really do miss out on anything. Because mm -hmm. if if you were supposed to be there, you were supposed to be there. So you think everything that's going on is happening intentionally? Yeah, because I mean, we all read about it in the Bible. I mean, I think certain people, the way they read the Bible, I don't, I don't think certain people know how to read the Bible the proper way. Because it's like, the Bible literally tells us all of these things are going to happen. They don't literally say in the Bible, oh yeah, COVID is going to come, this is going to come. They don't write it that way. They write it in a different writing, but it's still telling you for things like this that's coming because COVID is clearly a virus. They tell you about all of this. But do you guys think it's safe though to like relate everything to the Bible? Like, yeah, I mean, yeah. The, th the thing is that when you read your Bible, you read your Bible and... It's in, it's its um syntax. You read Hebrew, you read Greek, you read Aramaic. So in regards to like plagues, like that's 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 part of it too. I mean that's I mean the the, the if you really study your Bible, not read it, study your Bible, you understand that certain things need to happen for um um for the Lord Yeshua to come back. I mean, it's plain in sight. I mean it is what it is. Yeah, that's reading its context and everything. Yeah, 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 I'm saying, yeah. That's why they say that's why it says that like a lot of people are not gonna get saved because one of the reasons why a lot of people are not gonna be saved is because you can have a Bible just like how you have a phone. You have a phone, and the phone can't use itself. You somebody else gotta use it. So it's like when it comes to the Bible, it's like everybody can read the Bible, but the Bible is just like how they always say it's like God is the creator of all things, right? Mm -hmm. And then you know, man. Man get to man got the freedom of will to choose what they want to do. So you basically use the Bible to use it for evil or good. And you know a lot of people be using it for evil because they basically do the message in their own word. And one of the own words I like people use it is the tithes and offerings. You feel me? Like they use this tithe and offering thing, but it's like they use it like in a business perspective like the US government and last time I checked when, when did God do a contract or business with the US government you, you get what I'm saying I, I, I personally don't like this whole title of this because I read the Bible they like to hit you with these quotes they be like yes if you don't give your title off when you go to bird in hell. Well, <laughs> like, <laughs> you see what I mean? I like, swear the you way mean. they use it like that is like, it's like an evil man, but it says of giving it the proper way. It's like, because certain people, they can read the Bible and they can manipulate people. So, and the way they would do it is like, they would just read quotes, but they would read it in isolation. I see, I see where you're coming from, but wait, you finished? Yeah. No, I see where you're coming from. <clears throat> Ties and offering, I think. Yes, many people, you know, either pastors or leaders, whatever, they use, they may use it for their own, you know, reasons, you know, to just do their yeah. own things, you know, for their own benefits, which I do agree with you. However, where I'm going to, like, kind of disagree is we need the tithes and offerings, yeah. <laughs> you know? But it, it gets used for the wrong things. I'm not saying tithing offers not good, but the hands that the tithing offers go to is... I feel like it'd be the wrong hand. But what are some like the reasons time. though? Like what like the wrong reasons? What, what I mean like for one example is like all right boom, so you have a church, right? You get ties and offering for like two, three years. 
and then they keep telling you, yo, we're going to get a new church, we're going to get a new church, right? And it's like, they've been feeding you the same bowl for like, let's say, five, six years. And each each week you come and give tithe offerings. And let's say, you know, certain churches, like, every, each week they'll tell you how much money this department they mm -hmm. put bread into. So it's like, if you was a real, like, math person and you would just calculate all the bread of like five, six years, and them keep saying, yeah, you know, we're still looking for the church. It's like, yo, where's the church? Like, you can accumulate all this bread. Yeah. Where, where, where's the church? That's what the leadership, man. The That's leadership what I'm saying. Like, I don't got nothing wrong against mm -hmm. time and offering. If it's gonna get, if it's gonna get used the proper way to help the community give back, I'm all for that. But me personally, I just don't feel like just giving random people my money. I don't personally know like that. Not here, that. To, to basically give back to the community because I know. I do my studies and stuff, but I know there's a lot of big corporations mm. out here. I ain't gonna spot no names out. But that literally, like, you know, you a fun to them, you know, give them bread, and they would not give back. Just like how when Haiti had the earthquake, it's like people gave all this bread, but why is Haiti like this then? Yeah. You feel what I'm trying to say? Now I hear that. I think with all the tithes and offering thing, it's the message behind it. Like who's delivering that message saying, "Oh, you know, if you don't tithe, you're going to hell. You're going to hell. God's God will not bless you." Now the whole thing about tithe, it's like God's not asking you, "Yo, I need your money." Mm -hmm. But although <clears throat> the bills gotta be paid, you know, the church bills and all that stuff, they gotta be paid. Now, like I said, the message behind it is, uh, what's it called? Like they will tell you, "Okay, you gotta pay, you gotta pay." But the thing is, God says that you know, like I will bless you. You know, if you do this, I will bless you. It's not like, oh, if you don't do it, you're going to hell. It's like a bad addiction. God is like, no, not testing. Because even yeah. the Bible says to not test God. Well, God wouldn't test you. But it's more so like seeing where you stand. You know, and you're in, you know, and you're in your walk with them. Like, if you have it, would you, you know, help somebody else out? Would you give it, you know, in the store, to the yeah, storehouse? That's what I'm trying to say. I feel like Tyler Morfitt. Like, you could go outside right now, right? I'm saying this. Like, you go outside right now, right? You go somewhere, then you see like three homeless people. Then you just, let's say you just go to the store, right? And then you buy all of them food. I feel like that is more meaningful than you going to church and you just give them your money and you just let them decide what they, they do. Because if you do it on your own, you know basically where your money going to and you see it for your own self. Even Paul himself said that the pre you know the preachers or the laborers gotta be paid yeah. to eat through the gospel. They gotta eat, but yeah, like you know, just, uh, misuse of the of yeah, the money. Yeah, I see too many. Me personally, I just see too much misuse. So I just be like, I rather just like if I'm gonna do things like that, I just rather do it with people I know that it's gonna do right, and I could I could I could smell fishes everywhere. So it's like I could smell phony. I might not say you phony, but I can smell phony, so yeah. I know how the business works. I would say that there is uh, misuse of funds at times, but that's only because of the human aspect of it. Where, like, you know, my, money and power corrupts people, and we've seen that oftentimes. <clears throat> and that happens a lot in church, you know. Um, when I started to become a committee member and start to move up in the ranks in church, I started to hear and understand more. You know, when you're not in committee, when you're on the outside, you hear the whispers and the rumors. Mm -hmm. When you're in the room, you hear the facts, you know. And, you know, even being an elder, sometimes you hear a lot as well. Um, 
I think the best thing we could do moving forward is putting the right people with the right skills in certain positions. Yeah. You know, if someone is in banking, accounting, um, those are the people you put in treasury. You know, the people that know how to invest, you try to put honest people in there and you try to have a check and balances. In regards to buying churches, I mean, small churches is very hard with tithes and offerings. Tithes is what goes to the conference. Um, I guess their dues. Cause they're all under the conference so they gotta pay homage you know my father always calls it the mafia <laughs> and the way they move is, is very similar it's very similar you know and why you think on those special occasions we all put on the black suits with the white shirts you know <laughs> put on the mobster suits so you know like so in that sense you could see where it's at in regards to the offerings the the part that stays at the church that goes to pay the expenses, the bills, the rent or the mortgage or whatever. And sometimes people give, sometimes they don't, you know, that's why they usually say try to give more to your local church than to give yeah. to the yeah. conference. Um, but at times people do feel like they are pressured to give money to the church. And some people feel like the church is put in place to keep people poor as in there's some people that gives all their money to the church and when it's time they get nothing back and that seems to be the sad story that you hear oftentimes but i wouldn't blame it on god or the bible i would blame it on more so a structural problem because yeah. there is corruption everywhere so that's just something that you gotta deal with um when you take god out and you put it more about man and we have we we have an issue with that even in the SD community where someone is a pastor or any prestigious position, they 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 tend to treat them differently than other people, sometimes even better. And then that causes a rift between the members and some people might feel like they're yeah. disrespected and whatnot. So this, these are things that we deal with all the time. It's the politics, you know? Yeah. And you deal with it not only in church but at work and at school and everywhere else. There's yeah. people, period. Is that just a human thing? I feel like, I feel like in regards to church, like that's just maybe this had to happen for us to really know how to be one with God. Not only in a building where you just yeah. faking the yeah. funk, it's but to really different. show your faith outside of the four walls. True. Like I said, you know, in a nutshell, with that, like I said, the church is not a building. The church, we are the church. Mm -hmm. um, and like I said, you know, in the midst of this situation. Um, that happened last year and that's still ongoing. There are churches that, you know, like I said, there are churches who have not stepped up, who have failed their members terribly and miserably. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? Don't call, don't check in, don't put groceries in, you know, um, um, in a family who can't, who's struggling at, 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 at this epidemic. You know, those, you know, when things get back to normal, those who have not called, those who have not checked in, those pastors have not been accountable for their members or elders. I don't know what to tell you, but the ones like, like I can name names like, you know, Jamal Bryant. I, I can respect his ministry. Um, Mike Todd and the list goes on and on. Um, Dr. Bird, um, a lot of serious pastors, Myron Edmonds, the list could go on and on. Who really about their members, made sure the church had groceries, made sure they looked out, they supported, they was accountable, responsible. Their churches are going to grow um, tremendously, mm -hmm. tremendously, 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 tremendously. Because at the end of the day, the church is more than just coming to a building. It's about, you know, building each other, supporting each other, 
encouraging each other, loving each other, especially situations like this that has gone on. And that's what it is. And that's the reality of it. And that's how I look at it. Uh, which um, brings me back to your question earlier. Like, what can we do? I think we need to bring Christ to the community. That's it. That's what we need to That's do. That's it. Bring him out there. Cause That's it. Be, you know, say whether we go to church on Saturdays or Sundays, whenever we go, like, it's not enough to just stand behind the pulpit yeah. or this conversation yeah. earlier. It's just like, open yeah. the Bible. David says, thy words I will um, enter in my heart that I may not sin against against you. Now, if we have the word in, in us, it's yeah. not simply to not sin against God. Yeah. But it's also to serve people. Yeah. You know, like, and I think we sometimes, we often get our priorities wrong. You know, they're not straight enough where uh, we're building, you know, mega churches. We're really trying to have big churches in a poor community. And which is a problem. Yeah. Now, what about the support groups? What about like you mm -hmm. know these uh, black folks dying out there? You know, black yeah. parents, um, yeah. black youth like myself. You know, I'm only 22 years old, and I'm experiencing all these. Like, I'm thinking, what about my you know the future generation, my kids? What am I gonna oh. tell them? Yeah. You know, these things. So I think this is where the church has kind of sort of um, failed the community by trying to focus more on the building itself and yeah. like you're saying we're, we're the body yeah with the body it's not like the the actual building like yeah we just work, focus and work on ourselves yeah. our hearts that's right and like i said going back to what you said my brother there's churches who have mm -hmm. who have yes. done the work bro like i gotta like i said you know going out of alabama and just i would see um dr bird doing what he's doing i had to just you know congratulate him because that's very commendable you know he's in his community he's involved in his community the churches that have Kudos to you, the churches that I have not, when things open up, like, I don't know what to tell you, like, yeah. it is what it is, you know? I think Mike Todd, Mike Todd gave, like, two million dollars? Yeah, yo, bro, Mike Todd, like, yo, yo, bro, Mike Todd gave a hundred thousand dollars to my man, Clifford Gray, because he did a song of him, like, wow. he's giving out money, and he's very heavy in community, like, he's, like, he's animate on that. But you got to have it to give it. I understand, I, but I understand. I get it. You feel me? But the, the, the point is, at the end of the day, like, those who do have it, you know, really have it, they have made a difference in their community and made sure that their, their, their church members, they're good, that they have a, they have groceries. Like, that's that's fundamental. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, how is it that, you know, you're, you're doing all these Zoom revivals, which I'm not knocking, but like, the people who's watching, they don't even have like something to eat yeah. in the house. Right. Like this is a disconnect here. Like you feel me? But like these guys who who are gaming, like Mike Todd or Steve Frenette, they oh, yeah. have stepped up in regards to really looked out for their community and they looked out for their church, and that has to be commendable. And and that's how people are are gravitating more and more to their churches and everything like that. You Last I mean? year, my church gave every member, every every family. Um, two hundred dollars, and I came out to about twenty thousand dollars. That's commendable because we got about two hundred. That's commendable. But they did that because there was so much people calling and asking that they just gave everyone one time, so they wouldn't have to give any more. That's way more disrespectful than what we just got. To each his own. At the man, you gotta just commend people. Like I said, like I said, you know, is is these situations that shows you you know it, it, it's, it's like this it's like you know friendships like situations trial tribulations shows you who's for you and who's against you that's all that it is and this situation has exposed who has the fruit of the spirit and who has f the, the the fruit of fruity pebbles oh, so people at the end of the day it is what it, it is what it is bro it is what it is like you can't the fruit you, of fruity pebbles yeah, fruit, yeah the fruit <laughs> 
Whatever you use next time. Yeah, or fruit snack. It's the fruit of the spirit. You can tell. Fruity? The point is the fruit of the spirit. Because the thing is, it tastes like the real thing, but it's not the real thing. It's artificial. But the fruit of the spirit is love, peace, joy. That's how you know. Like, that's how you know. Like, yo, bro, like, calling to somebody, like, like, for example, situations like what happened earlier for COVID. Like, just, like, like calling people to see how they're doing, that that counts for something. I remember when a couple of my friends who had COVID, you feel me? They had COVID? They had COVID. It don't matter. But they okay? Matter. Yeah, they, okay. <laughs> they had COVID. And, like, just calling to every day to make sure that they they yeah. good and they okay, that counts for something. Yeah, that's a good job. That counts for something. Like, you not calling... Somebody not calling you or checking up on you, they call themselves a Christian. I don't know what to tell you. I can't, you can't school an adult who calls himself a Christian how to show love. You feel me? It's like, that's their experience with God and everything like that. I so, think everyone shows love me? differently because I'm not the kind of person that's, to be honest, I'm not like a, I'm not the kind of person that's going to call every member of no, my youth. I'm not talking about that, bro. I'm not talking about that. I'm talking about in regards to. I'm not talking about that, bro. That's 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 a relative about like like what you've done. That's commendable. I'm talking about like just don't care at oh, all. Okay, okay. Not okay. concerned at all. Man. You feel me? Like it's not like shot to the end of the day. You 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 did your part. Like you yeah, gave. Yeah, right? You constantly giving. You constantly giving. You constantly motivating. Kind of inspiring. You did your part, bro. Like we all did our part, bro. I'm talking about for those who didn't. I don't know what to tell you. That's you and God that you got to talk about. If people don't want to join your church. That's your business. Yeah. Just so that you wasn't concerned about a person's well-being. You just wanted their money. But for those who stepped up, kudos to you. Cause and they're growing. They're growing. You feel me? And they grow. And people still giving to their ministry to the church because they're giving back to the community and they're giving to back to the people in their church. One last thing I want to say yeah. before we go into closing thoughts. Um, last year during a very um, I'll, I'll say a very trying time during a pandemic, during a recession or a depression, whatever you want to say, under a Republican, quote-unquote, racist, bigot president, the real word flourished. So shout to everybody that supported. Shout to everybody that helped us. <laughs> we did a lot of things last That's a year. Fact. Commendable. So we want to thank everyone that helped us and that had supported. Commendable. And like I was saying before, we was ahead of the curve because we already had a live show. You know, we was already on Facebook Live and YouTube. We was already <laughs> doing fired. Zooms. Pre-COVID. So <laughs> you know, other people now catching up. We see your little Instagram Live shows and your Facebook Live shows. Just know who was here first, you know? That's a fact. Numbers don't lie. Over 3 million views. That's a fact. So, you know, we just want to say, like, this year, you know, we're in the first quarter right now. Y'all see yeah. what we did in the fourth quarter last year. So, you know, right now in the first quarter, we just setting up the groundwork for everything that we're going to do. Like, I was telling all my boys, the goal is for everybody to hit a million dollars before the end of the year. And we're truthful about this. If we aim for a million, at least if we hit a hundred thousand, it's not that bad, you know. It's an okay year. <laughs> so, shout out to everyone that just has been helping, everyone that has been supporting, everyone that has just helped us build this brand. Um, in regards to what's going on outside, I feel like I always tell people this: I've never voted a day in my life, and probably might not never, because to me. Every day I wake up, I know I got to go outside and get it. Ain't nobody going to hand. I don't live hand to foot, as in someone handing me food That's for me to put to my mouth so they could put a foot to my behind. So I'm good. That's a fact. Like, I don't mind going out and hustling, you know. If if this was back in the day, caveman days, I'd be a hunter, not a gatherer. 
<laughs> so it is what it is. So the way I'm looking at it right now, I feel like you just gotta get back on your hustle. You know, there's there's ways to make money because there were billionaires that were made last year. You know, facts. And it wasn't one, and it wasn't two, and it wasn't three. It was a few. So first couple of months. Like, facts, mm, facts, dog. It is what it is, but you gotta go get it, bro. Yeah, exactly. You gotta go get it and just you know, you gotta go there. Like I said, you know, go like I said, prior before him coming in, into the equation, man, you know what I'm saying? Like in regards to what you're commendable, you feel me? You gotta get it. You gotta get your money, mm-hmm. you gotta do it yourself, bro. Cause at the end of the day, bro, you can tell people, listen, people could see what you're doing. They see what you're doing, bro. But sometimes, for whatever preconceived notion that they have, they be in their own world. So you got to get it yourself and do it yourself and connect with people yourself, bro. And it works that way, bro. You can't really persuade people to be on the same type of time you on when they're not even, they don't even believe in themselves. Mm-hmm. You feel me? People don't believe in themselves. How you going to convince them if they don't believe in themselves? So you got to get it yourself, do it yourself, and tell a story. But like, yo, bro, God connect me, God connect me with God connect me with that. And after that, you put... You put brothers who's in your position to be in position. And that's how I look at it, you also got to be careful with these people, too. If you got some negative thoughts, you know, we, can, we can be cool. I say how do you. Yeah, you keep know, pushing, yeah. Yeah, that's a fact. That's a fact. That's a fact. That's a fact. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. You gotta just, yeah. So closing thoughts, gentlemen? Nah. Everything in life comes with a price. No. Man, like I said, just stay consistent, stay faithful, and just put God first and Definitely. build your community. That's all it's about. Well, I'm going to say follow me on IG at Burventainment. Um, and also, big shout out to you guys. You guys are phenomenal. And I think ever since you guys, I guess, started or maybe when I started like following you guys on there, you know, you guys have been doing the toy drive, um, turkey, all that stuff. Every holiday, you guys are blessing people. Oh, yeah. Free turkey. Shoot. <laughs> <laughs> I know, right? <laughs> I won't be having turkeys for days. But now nah, you guys are like, you know, you guys are killing it. And I really pray that God continues to bless your ministry, bro. You know, record. Pastor Sanders and my boy Ace Irvin, if it ain't 11, it's not me. <laughs> I'll be watching the show like this guy. <laughs> no, but definitely, and I truly appreciate you guys for having me, and I most definitely you know, look forward to joining you guys once more. Facts, facts. No 11, no bueno. So for me, my closing thought is just, you know, like Pastor Sanders come on said, be consistent, but I would say like support one another. Yes. Because I know I couldn't do none of this alone. It was just uh, teamwork, you know, and God ordering my steps and helping me to connect with certain individuals that would help me to reach the ultimate goal. Um, the question that I started um, a thesis on is what legacy would you like to leave? Mm. And that was a question that I had to ask myself um, when I started all of this, you know. And, you know, when I'm gone, hopefully the real word is still here, you know, and people will carry on the baton and make it bigger than I could have ever made it. And, you know, we just continue to assist those that, you know, are homeless, that are poor, that are suffering, that, you know, is just looking for salvation. And that's what we're going to try to do. And we can't do it without your assistance. So, you know, you can always donate Cash App at The Real Word Inc. At um, The Real Word Inc. on Cash App. Dollar sign The Real Word Inc. You can always donate on PayPal. Um, GoFundMe, The Real Word. Mm. We verified on PayPal. We verified on GoFundMe. Um, also check out our website at www.therealwordministriesinc.org. That's therealwordministriesinc.org. Subscribe to the YouTube at The Real Word TV. One word, The Real Word TV. 
And that's all. Yeah. So close out with a prayer for us. Yeah, it was definitely all right. <clears throat> Gracious God, we thank you. We give you praise and honor that only you deserve, God. Thank you for being with us all throughout this day. And thank you for these um, 18 days that we've um, spent so far in 2021. God, here we are in Real World Ministry. We're asking you to please continue to, to bless these gentlemen as they continue to do the work and um, blessing people out there. May you be um, a light to their path, God, so that they can, can continue to flourish. And be with us, watch over us, bless the night for us. In Jesus' name I do pray. Amen. Amen, amen, amen. amen. So we'll be here next week, and we see you then. Good night and God bless. It's a real world.